Welcome to the Word of Faith Sermon Podcast with Pastor Hagen Lister. Join in with us today, ready to grow in your knowledge of the Bible with practical application for your everyday life. If you're interested in following or learning more, join us on our Facebook page at WOFTX or check out our website at WOFTX.com for location and service times. Now here's Pastor Hagen with today's message. going to take communion this morning. If there's anybody um, that has not, you can go, go ahead and be seated. If there's anybody who has not gotten a uh, communion cup yet this morning, please just lift up your hand and our ushers will come around and get you one. Lift up your hand so they can see if you haven't gotten a cup yet. We got a couple over here, Mr. Randy. They'll get around to you. Just try to catch their attention. So Paul talked to the Corinthians in 1 Corinthians, the 11th chapter, the 23rd through the 26th verse. It just says, for I received from the Lord. Now we could go back and we could read what Jesus said, uh, but Paul is carrying this on. And Paul says, I received this from the Lord. And he says, so what I received from the Lord, I'm also delivering to you. I'm also passing this information on to you. It says that the Lord Jesus, on the night when he was betrayed, he took bread. We're, this is Palm Sunday, and we decided to do communion today instead of on Easter Sunday because we really are expecting a, a ton of guests on Easter Sunday. Not that they wouldn't be welcome to take communion with us, but I just thought it'd be nice for us to take communion together as a church family uh, before the busyness of, of the week of Easter. Um, and so you have to think about this. This is Palm Sunday. This is what we also refer to as the triumphal entry. You remember when Jesus was coming into Jerusalem, they were laying palms at his feet. He was riding on a colt. He was riding on a donkey. And they were praising him. And just day, he was just days away from that praise turning into persecution, turning into arrest, turning into uh, a horrific beating, turning into a crucifixion. So we're days away from that. But Paul, this is years from the death, burial, and resurrection and ascension. The church is being established. And Paul says, for what I received from the Lord, I'm also delivering to you that the Lord Jesus on the night that he was betrayed took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it. And he said, this is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, he took the cup after supper saying, this cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. As often as you do this. So we try to space it out a little bit just so that it doesn't get too religious, but I don't know that Jesus has a, a set time frame. We probably should do it more than we do it. Matter of fact, we should probably do it as individuals or as families in our homes uh, in between the times that we do it as a church family. Why? Because we're remembering the, the, the Lord's death. We're remembering what he did for us. And this is one of two practices. Communion is one of two practices that Jesus leaves instruction specifically for us to do uh, and continue doing as the church. Uh, the first one being 
He'd said to baptize all those who got saved after receiving salvation, baptize them in water. And the other thing he said to do is to continue taking communion until he returns. So the taking of communion is a, a sacred time. It visually reminds us of the beating that Jesus took on his body. And it visually reminds us of the blood that was poured out of his own very own veins as an offering and an atonement that was necessary for our salvation. So this isn't just some kind of little religious time that we go, oh, we took communion. We're doing this because when we hear that, that wafer snap, we want to remember the beating that Jesus took for, for me, for you. And when we drink the juice, we want to remember the blood that Jesus poured out for you and for me. Jesus never wants us to forget the great price that was paid for our right standing with God. I think that there are certain things we need to make a conscious effort to remind ourselves of and to take time to think about before we take communion. If we're going to do this right and we're not going to do it just as some kind of religious action. Number one, we need to purposely remember Jesus' sacrifice and that everything that he allowed to happen to him, and I said allowed because the Bible says at any time he could have called legions of angels to rescue him, to pull him down from the cross, to, to help him escape. So remembering Jesus' sacrifice and that everything that he allowed to happen to him had a payment and a meaning for us. Isaiah prophesied this. The prophet Isaiah prophesied about this about what Jesus was paying for with every aspect of his humiliating crucifixion. Isaiah 53, verses three through five says this. He was despised and rejected by men, a man of sorrows and pain and acquainted with grief and like one from whom men hid their faces. You say, what has that got to do with me? What that means is no matter how much you are despised, no matter how much you are rejected by men, know that Jesus took the payment that you don't have to succumb to the rejection of men because you have an advocate in heaven. Amen? Jesus took that as a part of payment. It says he was despised and we did not appreciate his worth or esteem him. But in fact, he has borne our griefs and he has carried our sorrows and our pains. Another translation says our sicknesses. He has bore our griefs. He's carried our griefs. So when Jesus was taking that beating, when he was taking all those, all those punishments, he actually was taking on the grief that we experience in life, the pain, the sickness that we experience in life so that we don't have to be bound by grief and pain and sickness, but that we can know that he took that upon him. It says he carried our sorrows and our pains. It says, yet we ignorantly assume that he was stricken, struck down by God, and degraded and humiliated by him. But he was wounded for our transgressions. So the wounds that he took on his body were for our transgressions, our sins. He was crushed for our wickedness, our sin, our injustice, our wrongdoing. The punishment required for our well-being fell on him. And I think this is the one we like to, to quote the most. It says, and by his stripes or his wounds, we are healed. 
those stripes that we talk about on his body are the stripes, are the lines caused, the scars, the, the rips caused by the cat of nine tails as it went across his back. This was all prophesied thousands of years before it actually happened. But it gives us a, an idea of when we take communion that his body was beaten, not just because that's what the Romans did to you, but it had been prophesied that it was going to happen, that every, every hit, every, every uh, a drop of spit that was spit in his face, every insult that was hurled at him, every time he was uh, hit, the crown of thorns that went on his, back, on his head, the nails in his hands, the nails in his feet, every single aspect of what he did, he was taking payment for you. He was doing that so that you didn't have to bear those things. So that's number one. Number two, I think it's important that we take time to repent of any sins and lay aside any weights that are currently in our lives. Now, if we've received Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, we've received forgiveness. But how many of you know that we'll spend a lifetime repenting of things that we get into, right? And repentance is not a bad word. It's a good word. It just means you're turning away from that thing that you know is ungodly, that attitude, that addiction, that mindset, whatever it may be. You're turning away from that and you're turning back to God. So repenting of any sins and laying aside right here in this room. And you have to do that by faith. It's not something that you feel, but you have to do it by faith. Laying aside all the weights and the sins that so easily beset us. This is a great time. If you've been struggling with something, this is a great time to bring it to the forefront and allow God to have it. Number three, and this probably is the toughest one out of everything that we're going to do this morning, and that is forgive people who have done you wrong. It doesn't matter what level. Forgive people who have done you wrong. And again, we have to do this by faith and not by feeling, because feeling will tell you they did you so wrong, they don't deserve forgiveness, or I want apology first, or they need to come to me and ask for forgiveness. Well, listen, the Word of God says... Jesus says this. He says, if you don't forgive, my Father in heaven cannot forgive you. So is it worth you not having unforgiveness, are you having unforgiveness from God? I don't think anybody, what anybody has ever done to us is ever worth that. But if we could just lay it down by faith this morning, I'm not saying that you have to go have lunch with them. I'm not saying that you have to go have a sit down with them. You have to have, have an intervention that you have to, patch it up with them or anything like that. You know, some relationships are toxic and you shouldn't be in relationship with them, but you can deal with what they, uh, what they did to you and what it's doing to your heart and what it's doing to your soul, and you can let them go and not hold them prisoner in your heart anymore. You can say, I forgive them, even if you don't feel like forgiving them. You can let that go so that you can be free this morning. Number four, last thing that we're going to do this morning is take some time to let the Holy Spirit in us remind us that we are God's children and that we are precious in His sight. And you say, yes, my little grandkids are precious in His sight. They are. Yes, my children are precious in His sight. Yeah, they are. But you are just as precious or even more so in the sight of God than your kids and your grandkids are in the sight of you. I want you to see yourself this morning the way God sees you, say, well, you don't know what I'm into, and you don't know what I've done, and, and, you, and you know, I'm just a little too grown to believe in fairy tales. This isn't a fairy tale. You're God's son. You're God's daughter, and he loves you. 
and he cherishes you. And you need to see that. You need to allow the Holy Spirit to reveal that to you this morning. Amen. John 6, 53 through 58 says, Then Jesus said to them, Most assuredly I say to you, unless you eat the flesh of my son, of the son of man, I'm sorry, and drink his blood, you have no life in you. I don't know about you. <laughs> we understand what we're talking about because we've been churched. But Jesus was speaking this to a bunch of people who didn't understand the death, burial, and resurrection yet and what, what he was talking about. So it kind of it uh, scared them a little bit. It just scared them just as much as it would scare you this morning if I stood up and said, unless you drink my blood and eat my flesh, you can't have any part of me. It was an odd thing for them to hear. But Jesus is talking about what is to happen. And so he goes on, he says, most assuredly I say to you, unless you eat the flesh of, my, of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life in you. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life, and I will raise him up in the last day. For my flesh is food indeed, and my blood is drink indeed. He who eats my flesh and drinks my blood abides in me, and I in him. As the living Father sent me, and I live because of the Father, so he who feeds on me will live because of me. This is the bread which came down from heaven, not as your fathers ate manna and are dead, but he who eats this bread will live forever. So let's go ahead and take, um, I have a cup. Let's go ahead and take the body, the bread. Let's go back to those things we talked about. I'm gonna be quiet for a minute. And I want you just to maybe close your eyes. And let's remember the sacrifice that Jesus took upon himself, the beating. Let's remember that was for us. Go ahead and break the wafer. And let's do as he said. We have part of him. This is his life. It's everlasting life. Now before we drink the, the juice that represents his blood, Let's take some more time. And just by faith, let's lay aside any sins or weights that may be holding you back from God's best. Let's take some time and forgive some people in our heart. Let's take some time to let the Holy Spirit remind us that we are God's children and that he loves us. Father, we thank you. We repent and we lay down any sin or any weight that is holding us back. 
We do this by faith. We don't do it by feeling this morning, Father. But I thank you, Lord, that as we do this by faith, Lord, that we'll pursue the word of God and the goodness of God and continue to lay down sins and weights. Lord, we get the picture of those people that have maybe done us wrong or we've been holding something against for years and years and years. And maybe we said we forgave them, but it just keeps popping up. It keeps festering in our life. And this morning, in your presence, as we take communion, as honestly as we can, by faith we say, we forgive them and we love them. And I thank you, Lord, that you give us patience. We thank you, Father, that you give us loving kindness. But Lord, we don't want to walk away from this altar in unforgiveness. So right now, as honestly as we can, by faith, we say we hold nothing against any person. And we walk in freedom of forgiveness. Now, Holy Spirit, I thank you that you remind us, you show us, you pour out that fatherly love to remind us how much the Father God loves us how much he adores us. That he's not withholding his love whether we do good or we do bad, but he simply loves us. Demonstrating his love for us and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. And we're reminded of that today. Let's go ahead and drink the juice. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Praise you. Magnify you. We glorify. sing that again because now we know if we didn't before we know it's true the blood of Jesus oh the blood of Jesus oh the blood of Jesus oh the blood of Jesus You know, that's how God sees you right now, white as snow. I remember I was reminded while I was sitting there just kind of thinking about how we try to clean ourselves up coming to God. The only thing that cleans you up is the blood of Jesus. That's the only thing that cleans you up in the sight of God. I remember we were kids and they hated it when we went and swam in random ponds because they didn't know the snakes and all that. We didn't care. We'd just go swimming whatever pond we could find. But we got tired of getting our butt beat when we got back because we got caught swimming in all these ponds. So we got smart. 
and we'd strip down to our whitey tidies and we'd jump in them ponds. Only problem is we get back and we thought we cleaned up real good where mama couldn't find out that we had been swimming. But the mud behind our ears and the orange-white underwear from the red clay ponds that we swam in told off on us. And I'm reminded a lot of times when we come to church when we want to try to serve God, we think that we're coming into a place of punishment and condemnation because we know we've been swimming where we're not supposed to. The Bible says there's now no condemnation in Christ Jesus. The Bible says old things have passed away, everything has become new. And it's not because you learned how to clean up real good and you passed off as being clean. It's because the only way you're clean is you pass through the blood of Jesus. Amen? That's what we're reminded of today. The body that was broken, the blood that was spilled, and it cleanses us and makes us white as snow in the sight of God. And that should inspire us to live a life worthy of the blood that was spilled. Amen. I want to thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed today's podcast. And if you would like to help us increase our outreach, please like, share, and subscribe to our channel so that we can bring the word of God to friends and family near you. Don't forget you can check out our location, other podcasts and service times on our website at woftx.com. If you're in the East Texas area, we'd love for you to stop by and join in for one of our services. We're glad you chose our podcast. Be blessed. We'll see you next time.